It is the 21st century. There are too many video games. But out there, it's waiting. The best video game you've never played. Hello and welcome to the best video game that you've never played, the podcast where I, stand-up and improv comedian Lewis Dunn, invite guests onto the show to bring on a video game that I have never played. I then take some time playing it, I then invite them onto the show, and we have a chat about whether or not it is the best video game I have never played. This week's guest is Louise Jones, who is an improv comedian, she's a critic and a writer, Uh, she's a wonderful person, and she is... Also, uh, my wife uh, and I've invited her onto the show to bring on a game that. Uh, well, let's let's be completely honest. It's a game that she, uh, once she found out I was doing this show, uh, really, really wanted me to play with her and talk about because uh, it's something that means something very special to her in terms of uh, her growing up and is probably the only video game that we have that she has played more than me. So uh, it was a lot of fun to have her on. I should say this is the first podcast I've done that was not recorded over the internet. We did this in person on the same microphone and we did it after we got back from the pub. So there are two things you need to know. One of which is we had had a bit to drink and were thus very happy to to wrap it on and on. Uh, And secondly, as a result of that, the uh, audio etiquette on this episode is a bit lower than in other episodes. The table does get bumped. There are background noises that was nothing I could do about. So uh, do be ready for this to be a little bit of a a rough and ready episode in terms of audio quality, Uh, but hopefully uh, you'll still get some enjoyment out of it. I personally thought it was a great episode. I had a wonderful time recording it and editing it. So without further ado, let's have a a check-in with Louise Jones. Bleeblo! Eba-beba, meeba-leeba, Louise Jones, beeba-beebo. Oh, I really wish I'd brought my Simlish dictionary with me today. Bleeblo, me babi, eska, mabi, ma, the Sims 2. Me babiba. You're being offensive now, you realise that. <laughs> so, yeah, so, hello, Louise, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I have spent, I would like to say the last week, but the truth is it's actually been a bit of a longer period of time than anticipated uh, playing the game that you recommended to me which I would like you to now introduce to our listeners who haven't already guessed on the basis of my incredibly unsubtle opening as to what that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, I have brought on The Sims 2, asterisk. (laughs) Um, I'm aware that... Well, leave the asterisk to one side. Just explain to me, just for the time being, explain to everybody, why is it you have brought on... The Sims 2. I'm sure that anyone who's ever played The Sims 2 will understand why I've brought this to you. Um, because frankly, it's an outrage that you've never played it or any Sims games before. Um, I'd forgive you if you've never played SimCity because that is boring, except for when you get a monster to attack the city. But Sims 2 is one of the best games out there and I, uh, consumed far too much time of my teenage years. The irony is, is I have attempted to play SimCity in the past. If anything, SimCity was the game I was more interested in than 
The Sims 2, or indeed, as you say, any Sims game. I feel like something we should probably put near the top of this is that although this is officially listed as The Sims 2 in the catalogue of things I'm doing, we're basically going to be assessing the whole Sim franchise because there's absolutely no point, I feel, in playing each individual Sims game and reassessing them. Because I think The Sims as a franchise is pretty iterative. It's it's very much the case that like each Sims game is more of like the 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 most recent sims game is to the sims 2 what windows xp is to windows 95 they're ultimately right. supposed to serve the same job and the same purpose okay. it's just one is a more recent update of the same idea no but in the same way that if if your work gave you a windows 95 computer and said work on this you would tear your are we allowed to swear on here? You can swear. You can swear. You would tear your mother flipping hair out. You still didn't swear. But but right, so here is a fascinating thing that I've already So this is the thing. You asked me to play The Sims 2. Mm. Which is widely regarded as the best entry in the Sims series. I've checked it's definitely online. Definitely the most loved. It's it's very much seen as the zenith of the Sims as a franchise. Which, if I'm being honest with you, in the realm of video games is not surprising. Most people consider the second entry in most series to be the best entry. Because what you yes. largely get is the first entry is a concept that's brought to life with a huge amount of compromise. Mm-hmm. And then the second entry is expand upon your original concept with those restrictions lifted or like alleviated with a bigger budget. Here comes the sequel. The sequel's going to fulfill the promise of the original. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of, it's almost as if you need the first one to get an idea and to get everyone on board with the basic concept and then series two was almost like this was our vision board for series one exactly. I mean, and you can see this across a lot of culture i'm not a gamer myself uh, by and large but you know shrek 2 paddington 2 doctor who series 2 i mean yeah this is this is a valid point i think it applies especially strong to video games and this is because video games are a, are a, a, a medium that relies on iterative technology Right. So I feel like getting technology to work in the way you expect it to, in the way you want it to, kind of relies on thousands of players pick up your game and play it, and then you get the feedback and figure out how to make that work. Right. You mean technically? I thought you meant narratively for a second. And no, I was no. Like, oh well, I feel very, um, you know, convicted in not playing a lot of video games if it's all the same bloody story every time. I mean, I mean, Nintendo games largely are. But the point that I was trying to make was more the idea that sequels to video games tend to be better than the originals because the technology catches up to the vision. Okay, and I'm glad that you recognise that even though you've never... Have you watched any, like, walkthroughs of the original Sims game? I think all? my brother had a copy of the original Sims. So... Um, I didn't I, I didn't engage with it for a long enough period of time to understand it, but I definitely know the original Sims looks distinctly worse. Mm-hmm. It's graphically worse, well, definitely. It's very it's it's the view of watching an ant farm, basically, because you can't really see the Sims <laughs> up close. So I don't know. Like, please stop me if I'm kind of preceding you on the host front here, but kind of my history with Sims. No, is, yeah, please go on. Is yeah. that so? So, um, 
I was going to say shout out to my friend. Fran won't listen to this. Uh, no offense. She just. She, she might if you tell her to. Okay. Hello to Fran. So I went around to Fran's house once when I was I was about eleven, and she had a copy of The Sims, and this was like on the family PC, and we played The Sims, or rather she played The Sims, and I watched her play The Sims, which is an exciting thing. And to be fair, that's my relationship with gaming now. Is that if I like a video game, it's it, odds are it's because you're playing the video game, I watch you play the video game. Yeah, yeah. Um, feel like this is a please don't let this be um you know indicative of all women everywhere i don't want to be i just don't want to be construed as a fake girl gamer i am i'm a girl and not a gamer i Um, mean i feel like by bringing on the sims yeah and this was this was a point i've been i i i feel about the sims as a franchise that i feel might be actually a fairly incorrect assumption but The Sims, to me, has always been a video game for people who don't necessarily play many video games. Objection! There are definitely people out there who love both. Yeah. And I feel like it's... it's having, having played it, I understand a bit more now as to the appeal of The Sims. But I definitely feel like The Sims is in a similar category to games like Animal Crossing... And if I'm being less generous to a certain extent, things, the kind of games that one would be able to play on Facebook, like Farmville. It's not far. Shut your mouth. <laughs> we'll get to why I feel that way. But, like, it, The Sims is not a game in the traditional high score beat the game sense. No, but it's. Um... I was going to say it's like the game of life, but that does The Sims a huge disservice. The whole idea is that I don't know why I'm explaining this. Everyone's played The Sims, but no, no, but you. I hadn't. So but explain the, whole, the Sims. The whole, the whole joy of The Sims when I first watched it being played and was able to contribute is that you make your little avatars, but it's more than an avatar because it's not just cosmetic. You can you can decide their personalities you can decide where they live what kind of house they live in what their aspirations and dreams are and then you get to help them achieve those dreams so to my mind a storyteller most storytellers would enjoy this game so here's what's interesting so i feel like we need to go back a second go back to the sims 2 asterix because i i own a copy of the sims 2 uh, of above all rational thought even though I've never cared about the sims as a franchise up until you asked me to play it even though I I as a gamer I know my instincts tell me the sims is not a franchise I'm going to enjoy I own the sims 2 I own the sims 2 ultimate edition which is the sims 2 with every downloadable piece of content with every expansion pack so I went to origin which is the EA launcher I downloaded it I launched the game, and it launches in an 800 by 600 resolution, which is unreasonably crap. It's it just looks awful, and mm. this is it's unreasonably crap for its era because it's basically because it can't identify my video card. It's assumed I have a really bad one, so it's given me the worst possible graphical settings and gone. Enjoy the Sims 2, which is 
It's such a, a crying shame because you've got to understand if you take yourself back to like diddly 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 diddly, <laughs> when Sims 2 came out and it was a massive deal that I was allowed to buy it, by the way. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think my mum was ever on board with The Sims 2. Well, I've got, I've got to ask, did you to have... to be fair, did I you... don't blame her in hindsight, but... Um, did you have any of the expansion packs? No, and this is why it feels like... It really feels like the game that you had is really wasted on you, because you haven't been able to play any of those expansions. So... I'll keep going for the sake of the listener. I had I got The Sims 2, I downloaded it. I found out a way to fix that resolution. And I played The Sims 2 for about an hour. Um, and was incredibly confused. Because I picked a family. Uh, it turns out I picked uh, a nice gay couple who were living together in a in a house. And See, I was, that's nice. Yeah, it was nice. I was helping nurture their relationship for about an hour. And trying to figure it out. And for quite a long time, I was like, is this entire game clicking on things and then going, do the thing you do with the thing I've clicked on? Like, I click on the sink and I'm like, do the washing up. And I'm like, click on the shower and have a shower. And I'm like, click on the cooker and eat some food. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of there going like, this is like if sea monkeys needed a micromanager. I don't really understand what my role as, a, as the player really is. And their their needs are popping up on it, but their needs are like talk to someone else, mm-hmm. and that's not a hard thing to achieve. That's that's literally a two second interaction on my part. And I'm going, I don't, I don't understand what this game is. So I I I we you know we live together. I come to you and I go, I feel like I'm missing the point of this game. I feel like I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing in this game. And then you explain to me that I can make a new family in The Sims. Um, so I go, okay, so I boot up the game, it crashes. I boot up the game again, it's now lost the resolution setting. I boot up the game a third time, I managed to get it working with the correct resolution setting this time. And it's like, okay, okay, you've now told me you can make your own Sim family. So I start that off, I make a guy, I make a girl. I try and add a dog. Which is obviously one of the benefits of me having all of the expansion packs is I can add a dog. Mm-hmm. And the game completely crashes again. And so at this stage, I can feel in me a, a sense of this is a bad idea for me to try and play The Sims 2. It's worth pointing out at this stage, you can't buy The Sims 2 through EA. The only reason I have The Sims 2 is because they gave it away for free once. And there is no option now in the re- in the in the real world of video games. There is no option to buy The Sims Two for a Windows Ten computer. Oh, so not even if you tried to do a bit of a remaster, if you bought a copy off eBay, you wouldn't be able to play it on the current system. You could, but the no, you'd have a terrible time. The but compatibility, like, the compatibility would be a nightmare. That's what I found owning owning a copy of The Sims Two. Every time I booted up this game, it was an absolute gamble as to whether or not it would even work. Yes, which was frustrating for me to hear about secondhand, um, because I was really expecting you to just run with it. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest both with you and the listener. There came a point where I went, I on the on the analogy I made to you earlier, I reckon that The Sims 4 is probably as much of a Sims game as The Sims 2. Mm -hmm. And I don't think 
that The Sims 2 is so exclusively brilliantly unique. Rude. That if I was to play The Sims 4, I would miss out on whatever made The Sims 2 such a captivating game for you. And so to that end, I have I have PC Game Pass, and as part of that, I have access to The Sims 4. Mm-hmm. And so in order to try and do this justice, rather than spending the entire podcast explaining to you why The Sims 4 was unviable as a video game because it's so old... And it's so old. Like, before we even move on, The Sims 4 looks old, it plays old, it feels very hard to interact with as a video game. It feels so of its era. I'm feeling quite attacked right now, given that this was something no, that I like, mentioned. This is from my childhood and my, my tween no, but and teen years. But that's a perfect example of why, why there is a Sims 4. Because you're talking to me about a game you played from your childhood... From, what was it, like the early 2000s? Yes, yeah. Early to mid. We've moved on so much in the world of video games that problems that existed in The Sims 2 are like fundamental errors of the era. Mm-hmm. It's like how films in the past are filmed with like bad audio quality. And it's not a choice. It's not an artistic decision. It's just the technology didn't exist to have better audio quality. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I, I've watched a lot of Friends around that time as well and the shift between VHS and uh, when they started filming it in a better quality is it's quite discombobulating. So I am glad that you've bought Sims 4. I really do appreciate that you've made that effort to attain sims 4 and to kind of go at it with like the the most technologically advanced version of the sims because to go back again that was the most advanced version that you could get was the sims 2 yes so i feel like we're kind of it is it's a little bit of a like for like um there are some things that you've missed out on i believe but i imagine we'll get into them so this is the thing before we go any further i should now say for the complete sake of making it clear um, I gave up on The Sims 2. I I played as the nice gay couple for an hour and I feel like I got some element of what it's like to control. I tried to make my own family. It broke. It wouldn't fix from that point. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so you played The Last of Us Part 2, yeah? Yeah, more or less. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Same, the same sort of idea that this family wouldn't work and everything disintegrated. Um, but I got The Sims 4. So now, now I feel like we're into, like, let's talk about The Sims. What yeah. it is to play The Sims. Okay. Um, to summarise The Sims as best as I can, it is a uh, what is referred to as a god game, which is to say you're from a top-down perspective looking down from the heavens. Don't love that. That is the name of the genre. The name of the genre is god game. I know. Just It's also simulation. Yes. Uh, which is great because it's called... The Sims. the Sims. I wonder why, Lewis. I wonder why. Um, it obviously develops from Will Wright, who is a uh, seen as a very uh, important developer in the world of video games. He developed SimCity. He then goes on to develop The Sims. He's kind of the originator of this genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, this idea of a top-down perspective where you are managing things. It's, and it's an incredibly innovative idea. It was innovative when he did it with SimCity. There was never this idea of you are a manager in video games before. And The Sims kind of goes one step further in that you're not... It's sort of micromanagement. You're not just managing a city. You are managing the individuals within that world. Well, yeah. I, I would disagree with you there on the manager front because I'm pretty sure FIFA games have been out since there. The Sim SimCity predates FIFA. 
And it predates the management features in FIFA by oh, quite a long margin. Okay. Will Will Wright is an inc- is genuinely one of the an incredible like visionary in the world of video games. Well, he, yeah. He invented genres of video games that literally didn't exist until he came along. Okay. The thing about The Sims is, it's got an incredible market placement, which sounds so cynical and capitalistic and so on, but it, it best describes it as. When I said earlier, I feel like people who play The Sims don't play other video games. It predates that phenomenon before things like Nintendo Wii comes out. It predates the idea of casual video games. Yeah. And yet, in many ways, it encapsulates the idea of a video game that is played not to try and achieve a high score, not to try and get to the end of a storyline but to be played for its own sake because you you invest in what the game is about. Yes, exactly. And that's why I kind of, I object to the idea of it being described as a casual video This is the thing, game. I don't... I get where you're coming from in that I imagine there is a lot of people, there are a lot of people who play Sims games who are not dyed-in-the-wool gamers. I think by saying casual, that's incorrect because if you were to really get into The Sims, it can consume your life and it can consume a lot of time. So Hence it, why my mum was annoyed. But I think it's more fair to say that it's a very accessible game. That it, yeah, I would, I would agree with that assessment. I think, so you're right, casual is a loaded term. Casual in, implies Peggle and Bejeweled 3 which are games that require incredibly minimalistic interaction. Yeah, casual is, you know, sing start where I literally just rock up, I get all the high scores, and then I'm like, well, I have no more worlds to conquer. You just really wanted to mention that you obviously well, wing I wanted star. to bring sing star onto this podcast, but annoyingly, like we live together, so inevitably we've already played sing I mean, star. I played sing star before and I variations knew. such as sing now. Um, Let's and- sing. I think it is. Let's sing. Let's sing. You have won the corresponding emblem. <laughs> uh, a video game that can't wait to tell you that when you reach multiples of five, you win a corresponding emblem as if that's a reward. I like um, they give you avatars as well. It's, it's, like, it's such a wonderfully bullshit a game. Anyway. I, um, I, I get what you're saying, but I guess the point I'm making more when I say a casual video... So, like, the term casual video games kind of comes around with the conception and, like, placement of the Wii. The Nintendo Wii kind of creates the term casual games on a broad stream, a mainstream, I should say, uh, level. In that it's the idea that anyone can play this video game. And it's sort of like Wii Sports and, you know, these these very, like, easy to interact with. As you say, you rock up, you play it, you leave. There's no long-term investment in it. Yeah, and that's kind of where I feel like party games really come to the fore with the Wii as well because you've got Wario Smooth Moves, you've got Mario Party, you've got Mario Kart, which I know a lot of iterations of those already existed. And I would I would the the thing with those games is is you're not wrong to say that they have casual game elements. Mm-hmm. But again, if you get really into those games. I agree. Mario Kart Wii is fantastic. Mario Kart is a game that is absolutely a long standing like if you like full frat gaming franchise. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing I think in some ways Mario Kart and The Sims have a lot of similarity in that regard. In that, I actually think The Sims has been missold to me for years Mm -hmm. as this game 
that is largely almost a, a sea monkey simulator in that you sort of you you log in you make your family and you largely sort of watch what they do and you like you can build their house and you can put things in their tank no but i no but, but, but I no really but this disagree. is what i'm saying no but i agree this is the thing that i was missold on this is the thing i thought the sims was right okay okay i Whereas remember in reality yeah, yeah i remember as a kid having a game called koi carp 3d <laughs> Which was just a koi carp that lived in a pond and you could feed him and play him a song and there was nothing to do with this koi carp. Lewis, <laughs> was this gifted to you by like a well-meaning uncle? That feels like the height of well-meaning uncle I think gifts. it came with the computer. I think it was built into the computer. Oh. You can make him jump through a hoop. That's quite fancy. I just got solitaire and minesweeper. I think it was a disc that came with the computer. I think. Was it up there with um, fishticuffs on the MSN? <laughs> I don't know fishticuffs. What? You can't it's, bring on fishticuffs. It's too no. late to bring on fishticuffs. Well, no, because it's a crying shame because MSN doesn't exist anymore. You tell me you never played fishticuffs. I don't know fishticuffs. Whatever whatever you're thinking. The thing about koi yeah, carp... Eskimos and you slap people with a fish. <laughs> it was not that. <laughs> it was not that. It was more akin to... You used to get like desktop pets. I don't know if you remember these things. Like Bondi was an example, like a gorilla that turned out to be a computer virus over the long term. Gosh, okay. Um, but like I thought it was that. I thought The Sims was this game that you got and you got invested in your like The Sims drama. You do, yeah. But it wasn't. It, it, oh, you it saw wasn't it more a, as a soap opera. I saw it as a. I saw it as quote unquote not a proper game. I saw it as a game that you. You sort of log in and you check in on what they're up to and maybe you give them a new chair and you, you sort of help them like achieve very basic goals and then you sort of move on. And I thought The Sims was this game that was sort of... It's ungenerous to say not a real video game, but I feel like it was more... I saw it more as a piece of software. I didn't see it as a video game. Okay. And I found out now... After having played it... How wrong you were. I was wrong. Yes. But it's not necessarily... I feel like what I thought it was isn't completely wrong. It's just more interesting than I gave it credit for. It's a lot more interesting than, than your anticipating i think with the sims because the way that you've packaged it i think is the way that a lot of probably a lot of more hardcore gamers see it and a lot of parents and people who aren't very clued in on the sims see it which is that it is you're just watching people do actions and yes you can tell them to go to the toilet and pee like a champion which is a bizarre feature of this game that apparent like I it sim but I feel like telling them to go to the toilet encapsulates so much about the design philosophy and the like the the reason this game is interesting to people who play it because on the one hand why on earth are you telling a video game character to go to the toilet who has ever cared about a video game character going to the toilet it's like a notable point in like script writing is you just don't you assume characters are going to the toilet when you're not looking at it excuse me one of the best gags in scott pilgrim versus the world is he goes for a wee but it's a gag 
it's not treated sincerely. And I would, I would, I would. <laughs> no, I think sincerely, like, no, I don't think Michael Sarah actually had a wee on camera. Exactly, exactly. But, but the character does. No, I'm, I think what you didn't realise at first is that, is how active a decision you have in their actions and their motivations. Exactly this. So this is the thing, is that I find out I have to tell my sim to go to the toilet. And a part of me is deeply annoyed that is my decision. What annoys part- me is go to work. Go I'm to like, work. No, you've we'll- got your hours. Go to work is annoying, but we'll get Whereas to go to work. Whereas when you're at work, sometimes you do need to tell yourself, go to the toilet. Well, I didn't. We'll get to that. I didn't know you could do that. No, no, I meant in real life, Lewis. Oh, I outside see. Outside of the I game. I thought you meant you could tell while, your sim to go to the toilet like, while they're at work. I'll this email, and then you're you like, did- I really I need, need to, to go, go to the, to the toilet. Room. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean. So in The Sims, you have to tell the Sim to go to the toilet. And initially, I'm like, why? Why is this my decision? You can go to the toilet. You're gonna you make a great dad. You know that. You don't need my permission to go to the toilet. Go to the toilet. But then I realise that there's these six meters, and these six meters are hygiene, which is showering, brushing your teeth, washing yourself, yeah, going to sleep, yeah, eating food. Being happy or fun, mm-hmm. which is an enormous ask, mm-hmm. um, and then two more that never factored in. And I can't remember what they are. Do you know what they are? Uh, I feel like comfort's one of them, and energy. Comfort, energy, yes. So yes. it's basically like Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid. Yes, which is of course very insightful from this game. Like this game is a sociologist's like. It's a really great way to introduce somebody to these concepts of sociology. I was going to say sociologist dream, but it's kind of it's not as advanced as that. But clearly, yeah, I feel like a sociologist would just be like, "Well, I've seen all of this before." Yeah, clearly, Maxis, the game developer, who are sort of the kings of the sim genre, really. Whether or not they still are is, is the debatable. The people who developed The Sims. Well, they developed The Sims, they developed Spore, they developed SimCity. Like, their entire company is, revolves around this concept of the simulation of life. Yeah. Which is impressive as a... Co- it's also impressive for a game developer to have such focus. Uh, so many game developers, like, try different genres and things. Maxis have been incredibly focused. Spore is arguably the furthest they've got away from that. And even then, Spore is supposed to be the simulation of the evolution of life. It's supposed to be sort of macro sims. It's um, like if if you if your parents don't want to take you to the science museum, is that the idea? Sport. I mean, I have personally never played sport for too long, but I know sport is the perfect example of an ambitious failure. Ah. Uh, it's supposed to be this wonderful game. It's that's... the crank of the Sims. <laughs> yes, to some extent, yeah. Um, but this is the thing. To get back to the Sims, mm-hmm. you, I, I began to realize as a gamer that I'm like, okay, this, these six meters represent the gameplay of this game. My job is to keep these meters as much as possible in the green so my Sims can succeed. Yes, and can I say as well, on The Sims 4, because fair enough, I thought I'll play it as well to understand if there are differences, and there are, you have to press a particular button to access the needs, but once you do, I think they're very, very clearly signposted. Very much and, so. And they give you the the overall feeling, like the current mood of your sim as well, and give you, like, there are lots and lots of hints as to how you can improve this. Yes. On The Sims 2, you do not have that much hand-holding. 
No. You just have your bars are current uh, are constantly in view, and it will just shift from. It's the traffic light system. It will be green, amber, red. Which, to be fair, The Sims Four also communicates green, amber, red is the is the system they Except use. Except for when you're flirty, which is pink. Which is all of the time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and this is why Sims is different to sea monkeys because do the sea monkeys fuck? <laughs> Well, this is the thing about The Sims that was sort of remarkable to me. So, booted up The Sims 4. I'll immediately say right now, as someone who's tried to play The Sims 2 and moved on to The Sims 4, uh, I wholeheartedly recommend The Sims 4 over The Sims 2. I feel like that a lot of the attachment people have to The Sims 2 is a combination of The Sims 2, when you complete it, when you have this ultimate edition, it does have everything. And The Sims mm. 4 doesn't unless you buy these expansion packs. So, like, in The Sims 2... That's kind of the default, though. Yeah, in The Sims 2, I had access to pets and college life and apartment living and so on. Did you have the vampires as well? Yeah, I had all of it in Sims 2. One of my Sims' ambitions was to become a a plant sim, which was a nightmare, and I didn't didn't even touch how to begin doing that. Um, The Sims 4, the edition I've got, is the Deluxe Party Edition. Ooh. Oh. Which included some party decorations and a new location and that was about it (laughs) it should be noted the sims 4 has the guinness world record for the most expansions and additions to any video game ever which is not a world record i would have asked for um because Mm -hmm. it basically fully implies to me you are a money grubbing uh absolutely penny pinching company that is going to pinch every single piece of money out of me there are i think at least eight expansions to The Sims 4. And that does not include packs that include new items, and it does not include packs that include one or two additional locations. Yeah, they did get a little bit egregious with their expansion packs. So I never bought an expansion pack, but I've definitely seen them like advertised on game stores. Yeah. Where it's something like the Domino's expansion pack. I don't think they do have that, but they have like the Domino's they, equivalent expansion pack where you can buy a Domino's cap as well. They famously, for at least The Sims 2, had an Ikea expansion that pack. That was the one. And they had an H&M expansion pack now how did they do ikea product names in simlish did they change it at no all? no i believe it's just the name of the ikea furniture they mm. just it just it's just fully okay important. so it's so it's equally baffling to the sims as yeah yeah to yeah us the... why why like my bookshelf is called like nordstrom or billy i feel like the sims paved the way for egregious product placement in video games and to be fair it kind of makes sense given what the game is. There's well, yeah, a... it's people. And, <laughs> and as you'll learn quickly when you start playing the game is that you need a lot of money. So it kind of... from Look, from my own personal standpoint of capitalism is whack, looking back, maybe I wouldn't recommend The Sims to, to young people who are at an impressionable age. I would say, actually, um, I, I feel like the way that product placement is done in The Sims, I don't mind. Oh no, I don't. I don't mind. I can recognize IKEA furniture and put it in The Sims because it's actually it makes complete sense in the world of the game. It makes complete sense that my my Sims are buying IKEA furniture. You're buying a house or you're building a house, and then you're furnishing it, and you can sell your items, and you can buy nice items, and yeah, it makes sense. Around you can refurnish easily. So yeah, it makes sense. You absolutely can, and it, it it feels like. I feel like the expansions to The Sims... I feel like the danger is when I looked into it and I sort of went, look, how if I wanted to get the complete Sims 4, every item, every expansion pack, every every piece of thing, yeah. 
yeah. it's coming to over 200 quid. And I haven't even bought the game because I've got it through Game Pass, but I'm spending over 200 pounds on this game. And so that, to me, was a lesson mm. in that, actually, you probably don't want everything in The Sims. Well, yeah, you would say that, though, because I know you're you're an anti-100% gamer. I feel like you should be buying the things you care about in yeah, The Sims. Yeah, absolutely. And that, actually, it's the kind of video game whereby obtaining everything and using everything is soul-destroying. Well, Lewis, maybe... Yeah, maybe it does come back to an anti-capitalist stance because all the things in the world won't make you happy if you can't... If you can't... Sorry. All the things in the world won't make you happy unless you can achieve your dream. This is kind Which, of... Which, to be fair... Okay, can I... Sorry. Do you want to go first and then shall I go? Or... Yeah. You carry on. You carry okay. on. Okay, all right, all right. So, I wanted to ask you this, because I've played a bit of Sims 4. You've played it a little bit longer, because you need to get into the Sims mindset. Yeah. Um, But it definitely did not come up. So, on the Sims 4, you take a personality test to find out what kind of Sim you're dealing with. Which, crucially, you don't in The Sims 2. Yes. In The Sims 2, uh, you are given a range of aspirations to select for each of the Sims that you create. So you just you just pick whatever you want that sim to be interested in doing. Yes, I mean, it starts with adult sims. So every child and baby sim has the aspiration grow up, which is quite bleak when you think about it. Um, but I've got the list here because I forgot a few of them. So you have when you're a teenager. Um, oh no, this affects both teenager and family. So. The aspirations in Sims 2, once you reach teen or adult stage, are family, fortune, knowledge, popularity, and romance. Yeah, and so this is one of the things that I actually really appreciated The Sims 4 doing, that The Sims 2, at least from my perspective as someone just trying to log in and play this game for the first time, failed at. Mm -hmm. Which is when I logged into The Sims 2 for the first time... I just went, I'll pick a family and play that. And so I went in and I clicked on a family and it gave me a family with a story and a preset set of aspirations and I just tried to to make that work. Mm -hmm. And what I quickly learned was I just fully didn't understand what I was doing. I just, it was saying like, your sim wants to become a plant sim. And I was just like going, what what does that even mean? What what do you mean I want to be a plant sim? sim what how do i achieve and then like another sims aspirations were like talk to the daughter and i'm like that's an absurdly easy thing to achieve in this game because Mm -hmm. the majority of interactions in the sims are click on a thing and interact and say interact with this thing yes but there are so many ways that you can interact with everything in... So, for example, if you click on the fridge, it'll say, do you want to open the fridge? Do you want to make yourself some breakfast? Do you want to clean the fridge? Do you want to get a new one? And every single one of these interactions mm-hmm. is you click on it and it happens. Not always successfully, though. I feel like you're... I feel like your approach, Lewis, is not very adventurous. If I'm honest with you, I wouldn't, I never ever selected 
a pre-made family when I played Sims 2. It was all about creation of new dynamics. Which, to be fair, The Sims 4 did a better job of telling me you should make your own Sims because I started a new game and it Mm. gave me that here's your personality quiz, which I was like, okay, here we go. And one of the things I really liked about that personality quiz as an introduction Mm -hmm. is it went, you know... What do you, so it made it clear from the off. What do you want your sim to feel? And I went, I'm just going to do me. I'm just going to answer these questions the way I would answer them because apparently I lack the imagination to invent think, a character. That... I think it's what a lot of people do, to be fair. And I did all that. And then it went, uh, here is a young adult woman. And I went, oh, well, I answer these questions for me. But okay, young adult woman. Yeah, okay. I customized her appearance a bit. I changed her hairstyle. Because I didn't like the afro they gave her in terms of this massive brunette afro on this white woman. I was like, it doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Um, And then I changed her dress. But outside of that, I went, okay, I I did this as if it was me. I'm going to, you know, pass that off onto this woman and and just do that. And so I went, okay, here's your woman. Build your house. Building your house came with almost no tutorial. And it was incredibly hard to figure out how to do this to the point where I figured out there was a button that I could press that went, here is a series of pre-made rooms. And I went, absolute joy. I am going to use a series of pre-made rooms. Here is a bedroom. Here is a living room. Here is a kitchen. And then I built the bathroom independently. I'm very proud of my very tiny bathroom. Well done. Um, and she wanted to be a comedian. What a surprise! What a surprise! So she was a she was a she was an aspiring comedian, mm. and I found out if you want to be a comedian in the world of Sims, you need two things: you need a computer, of which you can write your comedy routines at, which I agree with. Okay. And a microphone, at so which practice. to practice your stand-up comedy now, routines. I still feel like you're getting a lot of the handholding in Sims 4 that you didn't have in Sims 2. I, I am there was gr- more freedom and independence. I am so grateful ex- for the hand-holding because in The Sims 2, I did not know what I was doing. Well, sorry, Lewis. I got it when I was like <laughs> 11, so maybe it's on you. Um, no, I think fair enough. If Look, if your game was acting up when you tried to play it, I think that was probably no, going to distract think- from having fun and playing around with I it. I think independent of that, how did you learn to play The Sims 2? Just rolled with it. Did someone tell you how to play The Sims? No. Nobody. Well, I watched... So I, I've seen The Sims, but The Sims 2 is a very different to The They're Sims. They're also very similar, right? No, because you don't get to dictate so much of their personality. You don't get to build the homes or furnish the homes but in so much detail. Might I add as well, you don't have to build a house... You can buy a house because you are given some know I money at the house. beginning. I didn't and, know I could buy a house. Well, Lewis, all you had to do was hover your mouse over something. I hover my mouse over the empty lots that were available in the location how... I selected, and it went. Yeah, but you can, build a house here, you so can I did. Hover it over any house. There was no house in the area I selected. Okay, well, it was just empty lots. Well, that's on you, mate, for moving to a a boring area. <laughs> it was supposed to be the metropolitan area. That's why I moved there because I thought, well, she's going to be a comedian trying to make it in the world of comedy. She needs to live near the city to make that happen. Turns out, I put her in the middle of nowhere because there's actually nothing around for her to do. I had to keep travelling her to other neighbourhoods for so her to you, find things to do. You started building Milton Keynes then. Yeah, more or less. I think. Yeah, I think that's more or less what I did. A great but, commuter hub. 
but this is the thing I found with playing The Sims is that it's actually when I said I think it was a really casual game, mm. it's really not. Yeah, it's, it's very intense, thank you. It's actually quite hard to figure out how to do things in this video game. So, I th- I have played a lot of video games for this podcast. This is the first video game I've played where I'm on Google going, how do I delete a door? How do how do I add... It's really easy. How do you I paint on it walls? And then you can delete it. No, but you can't see the door. Because the game's put itself in a mode where all the walls are down and you have to click a specific well, change, button. Change the... The setting. But it doesn't tell you that's an option. But it's quite easy to... Uh, it's not... I feel like... It's only easy to find if you know to look for it. I don't want to insult you. I find The Sims games incredibly intuitive. And it baffles me that you are a smart guy and you're a gamer and you play a lot of video games that you didn't make those connections. Which is the point I'm making. When kids I play it. feel like you're talking to me like yeah. somebody who used Microsoft Word since Windows 98. And you're like, it's that button. Why don't you know it's that button? Because I feel... Because, and I come back to it, I feel like more than anything, although The Sims is like literally classified as a video game, mm-hmm. it presents itself as a piece of software. It has the yeah. same expectations of the user... That it's like, no, 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 anything... In a video game, like, interactivity and, like, immediacy is key. Like, this button is shoot, this button is roll, this button is look around. That is how video games work. The Sims is more like, here's a huge array of icons, here's a huge array of interactive objects. You're going to have to learn this interface the same way you learned how to use Microsoft Office. It's not directly immediate. Yeah, but that gives you such a greater sense of achievement when you do figure out those things. Also, you can get a game guide. But this is the thing. The Sims is a video game. And I told you, I went and Googled things. I went, I don't know, I don't know how to delete a door. Yeah, and then once and I Googled it, it went, you need to click this button to make the walls viewable and then you can delete a door. And yeah. I went, okay, I've learned that button to make the walls viewable, that button to delete doors. Mm-hmm. And I'm learning it along the way in the same way I learn a piece of software. Which and, I imagine is very satisfying. And, and the thing about it is, is that it's... I went in with the innocence of someone going, look, I'm going to treat this game as if I'm going from blank. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... I'm gonna, In the same way that I treat most video games, to be fair, unless they're in a genre I'm familiar with, I go, look, I don't know how to play this game. So why expect the game to teach me? And the thing I learned about The Sims is, actually, no. We're not going to teach you how to play this game. You are going to figure it out. Yeah, you're on your own, baby. Welcome to The Sims. Not 100% on your own. No. They did a personality quiz to introduce me. And they have, particularly The Sims 4, and I loved The Sims 4 for this, so much more than The Sims 2, because when I tried to build a house in The Sims 2... From all of your 20 minutes playing Sims 2. I played about an hour and a half of The Sims 2. I couldn't figure out how to build things in this game. I couldn't figure out how to put things... I tried to get my Sim to start a home business, and I built him like a, a garage in which to sell things from. I couldn't figure out how to make it so he could sell the items. He just had a load of instruments in a garage somewhere. I was desperately trying to make this work. I couldn't figure it out. The Sims 4 has a wonderful menu system 
which has one of my favourite features in any game of this type I've ever played, Mm -hmm. where you can pick a room and in the menu it shows you like a little diorama of that room and you can pick the item of furniture from that room you're trying to buy. And this is superb. Because I'm there going, where do I find paintings? I have no idea how to find or buy a painting. But if I click through this menu... Mm-hmm. The dining room has a painting in it, and I click that, and all the paintings turn up. And I'm like, this is such a good visual way of explaining to me how to get hold of the things I want. It is, yeah. I mean, I also want to add, just for the sake of the listener, there's a search bar. But the search bar doesn't... Because I did this. I typed paintings into the search bar, mm-hmm. and I got children's paintings. And I went, I don't want children's paintings. I want grown-up paintings. But of course, they're not called paintings. It's called, like, it's art. But I didn't type art into the search bar, so I didn't find them. Yeah, but this is kind of like, you could take the same complaint to the John Lewis website, you know? No, 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 because they will have tagged all paintings as paintings. No, they won't. But the point I'm making is, that visual search menu... Mm-hmm. made it so I could find what I wanted. So I even agree. though in I... the same way that on John Lewis website if you click on dining room it'll then say are you after tables are you after chairs are you after art? I refer you back to mm-hmm. most video games work on a level of immediacy that the Sims does not provide. The Sims is a series of menus. So what you're saying is that the Sims is a video game for smart people. It requires a level of attention and detail. But that I did not accessible. expect. But it's very accessible. It's the kind of thing that there are video games that I still don't understand the controls of properly now at my big age. And then when I was like 13, I could play The Sims with ease. But do you understand how to use Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel? Yeah. I think it's the same level of familiarity that's bred. I feel like I, The Sims yeah, is actually... I wasn't going to make you a, a financial spreadsheet when I was that age, was I? But the point I'm making is the, the Sims is accessible to someone who knows how it works. I feel like as someone who's come as a complete outsider, and as you pointed out, I mean, I own all, this enormous array of video game consoles and I've played lots of PC games, complicated PC games. Brag. And, and The Sims was a new language to learn. It was not like any other video game I had ever played. It was not like I could pick it up and go... It's not even like SimCity. Like, I've been playing a video game... I've been playing City Skylines, which, again, has its own language to learn in terms of building things, and it's it's quite difficult and advanced in some areas. Mm-hmm. But my experience with playing games like Roller Coaster Tycoon informed me how to play that game. I kind of got a handle on it. Once I figured out the specific controls, I was like, great, this is how this works. Nothing that I've ever played plays like The Sims. The Sims completely stands in its own level. And I'm going to be honest with you, I've not played it for like a huge amount of time. I've probably played it for less than 10 hours. Yeah. I now know how to play it. See, exactly. And doesn't it give you a sense of achievement and a sense of understanding, which is quite... It gives you, you know, that warm feeling of, oh, I totally get it. So what it is, is that I, I, now, I now know how to play The Sims. Mm-hmm. And there are elements of The Sims I really liked. So there came a stage. So for my for the sake of explaining the story, I made my character, single female comedian, ready to make it big in the world. Yeah. Uh, someone came around to say hello. Yeah. They instantly hit it off. Okay. Uh, over the course of a few days, uh, my character, Samantha Faye, uh, seduced this character and convinced her to leave her spouse. And now they're married. 
Wow. So there are two women living in this flat. And I went, this house is not good enough for, uh, for my partner. It's not good enough for Bella Goth. You got Bella Goth to leave Mortimer. I mean, not hard. Bella Goth was not in love with Mortimer. So can I can I just make that clear as well? So you've got the Goths are a, are a family that um, they are throughout the Sims franchise as a family in a house that you can play as, and they're very very rich. The idea being that she's some kind of vamp and also a gold digger because he's quite old. Well, apparently she's a secret agent. According well, according to my Sims Four game, she's a secret agent. But I, I, she came around, and over time I seduced her, largely because I didn't know what else I was doing, and apparently the seduction path kept opening up, and I went, yeah, all right, let's see where this goes, I've got to play this video game. It might be because Bella is quite... Um... Quite flirtatious. Yes. So this is the thing, is I, I did that, and then they got married. They got married on their first date. Oh, that's nice. And they eloped in the bar that I took them to. Yeah. Um... And then, I, and then she came home, and I saved the game, and I closed it there. And then when I opened it up, I went, this house isn't good enough mm-hmm. for two people to be living in now. It was okay as a single person trying to make it big in the world of comedy, but it's not going to cut it now. Yeah. And so I added a second floor to the house, which I hadn't planned on doing. Yeah. And I built them a gym, and a study, and a library, and a second bathroom for nearer where their bedroom, which had been moved up to the top floor. How are you affording all this on a comedian salary? The, the game just gave me 50000 sim currency i would love to meet the comedian (laughs) who is just starting out and it's on 50k and it just happened it just and then and suddenly i found myself being like and i was suddenly i was in charge of two sims which i didn't expect to happen i I thought bella was gonna your household yeah i was expecting bella to just be a constant source of like uh, objectives and motivation for my character to be like that you know i need i need to make sure bella's happy no, as well Lewis, as my character. This isn't just all about the male gaze. You can be a woman with agency and no, a second woman with agency. But that's the thing I was expecting was I was expecting to be in control of my character and for Bella being an addition to be like Bella wants this, Bella needs this, help Bella do this. And suddenly I was in control of Bella. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is actually easier. Because if I'm in control of Bella, I can figure out what her needs are considerably easier. I don't need to anticipate things as much. I can like, exactly. you know, if she needs food, like I found out Bella hates cooking, but fortunately Samantha likes cooking. So I'm making sure Samantha's doing the cooking mm. so that Bella can enjoy it. And then, you know, while Samantha's cooking, I've got Bella up in the gym on the on the running machine because she likes fitness and I want to make sure she's okay with that. And, you know. See? So you're getting a real sense for your Sims' likes and dislikes. Yeah, and, and Bella... It, and it is enjoyable to find that out and to respond accordingly. Yeah, and it? Bella and Samantha bonded over their love of music. And I know that Bella loves violin, so I bought her a violin and she can practice violin. Mm-hmm. And Samantha's got her guitar, but that's in the study where she practices her comedy. So, you know, they're not constantly clashing over is one another. Is she going to go into musical comedy, do you reckon? I had to choose between musician and comedian, and I picked comedian. Because I've been focusing so on that more as a skill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this is the thing is that I, I was like, yeah, I'm into it. I get it. And I'm it, really and, glad. And it took until literally today for me to start clicking with The Sims and getting the appeal and getting being like, yeah, I want to develop these Sims life paths in the direction of what I now understand their ambitions to be. Mm-hmm. And I, it went from when I'm playing The Sims 2 being like, I literally don't understand what what I'm meant to do. I'm like getting them to cook, eat meals, wash up and go to bed. And I'm like, this can't be the whole game. 
it can't be the whole game that I'm just making them fulfill very basic and easy needs and then pressing a button to make them go to work. Which, side note, I think we both agree on, why don't they go to work automatically? Yeah, they should be proactive in that, especially if they want to get ahead in that career. I've been in trouble twice with Bella Goth because she forgot to go to work because I didn't know she was going to work. Well, that's why you got to check their work schedules for the day. But I didn't know how to send them to work until I looked it up online. Well, this is something, actually. Um, so... Oh, no, you do, I think. So, yeah, you have go to work and go to school as options in Sims 2 as well. Yeah. Um, but they go to work at particular hours. They do. And you yeah. don't, if you're not paying attention. Yeah, you can cause them to lose their job. Something that I didn't really care about when I was younger. <laughs> I think I actually appreciate it a lot more now when I've been playing it this last week. My Sim Mona, um, she's culinarily minded. So she's been working as a waiter and then she's just been promoted to mixologist. That's so nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. She was reading up about um, drink making and then she bought herself a bar and practiced a bit. That's she nice. made a few meals while she was inspired. So And so she went off to work nice and happy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, back when I used to play it and I would say, oh yeah, they've got a job for the sake of getting a job. And you would have to get them a job as well. Mm. So they would get a newspaper, like the newspaper would be delivered every day. um, And they would look through the jobs listings. Which is something that's easier in The Sims 4 because they now all have phones on them at all times. And you can use the phone to get them a job or use the phone to tell them. The phone is a bizarre portal into the world because the phone is also how you get them to go and socialize in other locations. Which again was something that until today... I had no idea how to do. I had a sim goal of like introduce yourself to 10 people. And I was like, well, no one's coming to the front door of my house. Don't you realise you can just leave your house and then you walk around and you accost anyone who walks nearby? No, because the game doesn't make it clear you can do that. Yeah, it does. You just click outside the house and you can go outside or you can go for a jog. But bear in mind, every interaction in the game is centred around your house. Yeah. Like, you Not build your house. Not it's centred around you. You, you build around your house, you sim. live in the house, you interact with objects in the house. The idea you're saying to me of, why didn't you click outside the house, is I'm no, like, why didn't I jump off any you're... level in Mario games? Because there's nothing for me there. You're not thinking actively enough, I don't think. But this is the thing. The Sims doesn't encourage that. It does. It absolutely does. That's why you do your personality quiz at the beginning, Lou. Or that's why you pick your aspirations in Sims 2. And they tell you the kind of things that you can do. And so this is something, actually. on The aspirations on Sims 4 don't give you much of a sense of upward mobility or hierarchy in terms of where you can get to with that aspiration. On Sims 2, it will show you, like, um, basically a scale. Well, I got Like a marker for where you get up to. I got Um, that from the jobs. The jobs, clearly, when I started, I was called C-lister. And it's like, here's how to be good at C-lister to get to your next rank. I agree. I agree. It does... It centres a lot more around jobs, which is... It's a shame, because in Sims 2, it kind of just centres more around... um, if If you're after money then you would go out and get your job. Or if you're after knowledge, those were the two that if you get big promotions, it's actively beneficial to your sim. Whereas I think it's more realistic. There are probably a lot of people out there, um, luckily myself not included, who don't 
care about their jobs and don't care <laughs> if they get a promotion or not. And they care more about like having lots of friends or getting off with five people at the same time. Did you like this is something that I think you've missed out on massively is but I think you've recognized it. The Sims can be very horny. Oh my goodness. No, I did not miss out on how horny the Sims is. Right. Because the first person I met immediately became my spouse. Like that's how horny this game is. I can't help but wonder if the Sims are so horny because they knew that the target demographic was teens and young adults who spend a lot of time on the computer playing Sims and not a lot of time getting out and being horny IRL. Um, so it's quite a, it's it's a healthy place for young people to um, I, exercise those those feelings. Maybe I'm going to suggest yeah. that The Sims being quite a horny franchise yeah. comes from the fact that certainly the original Sims yeah. will have been developed by mostly white guys, cisgendered no, white I guys. I don't think it goes out of its way to like make people's bazungas huge it's, no and and whenever you take a shower or use the toilet nude which a lot of my sims 2s used to or go in the pool or woohoo or woohoo um which we all we all know is euphemistic don't we yes um, and not... i mean it means to kiss with tongues um, no, 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 that is an option that you can select. It has, yeah, passionate kiss. It's passionate yeah. kiss. But passionate kiss is very pantomimic. It's very over the top. and like the, is... Sims, the Sims is, is very much a melodrama in the way it treats emotion. Everything's big. Yeah. Um, which is helpful because it helps animate the characters in a way that you understand what's going on because obviously you're from this top-down god perspective. Yes. But the point I was trying to make about the reason I feel like The Sims is quite horny is because I feel like the way that the original developers have developed it is that anybody who is good enough friends with anybody else can just, will end up having sex can, with yeah, them. Yeah, they can just get off. It's quite annoying, actually, because my my sim earlier this week um, has got quite a good friend and it keeps on saying, do you want to flirt with them? And I'm like, no. Partly because I think she can do better and partly because I would like her to have a, a friend who's just a friend that she's not trying to get with. But um, huge credit to The Sims as a franchise. I have turned on The Sims twice, and on both occasions I ended up with gay couples. Like, The Sims has absolutely no hesitation in with regards to seeing romances, uh, nothing to do with gender. Yeah, it's very fluid in terms of what you can do. Um, Which is to its credit, because particularly in the realm of video games, that isn't necessarily something that comes as natural to every video game franchise I've ever played. Yes, however... I just want to make it clear to you, Lou, um, and I'm making it incredibly <laughs> clear to both yourself and the listeners that I am not saying that uh, gay rights and LGBT rights are the same as this other thing that you can do, because this was a definite panic about homosexuality in the 60s. On The Sims 2, and... Uh, another clarification I never wanted this to happen <laughs> you can commit incest right so I so don't know if there you can... is a lot of fluidity in terms of your sexual actions despite the fact that as I said earlier if if your sim is ever naked they're instantly pixelated mm. um, which is a great Halloween costume that I have seen on BuzzFeed lists 
Um, Famous, famously, The Sims 2 came up as an example of debauchery in video games, and EA had to come out and say, if you depixel The Sims, they're like Ken and Barbie. They have nothing there. I feel like it would just be, yeah, just a smooth rectangle. Yeah. They, they, for the whole torso. It's a very interesting thing that has come across in The Sims because it's absolutely fair enough to say that sexuality and sex is a huge part of what it is to be human and to have mature relationships. But it's bizarre the level to which The Sims is like, you've talked to this person five times. You should have sex with them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's very impulsive in terms of that. Um, So the example that I wanted to bring up was... Back when I was in my teens playing Sims 2, I set up a family and I decided that day, you know, I I would base my families, I would either just make a random family or I would base it on some culture that I was interested in at the time. So yes, I do have a household where the Doctor and Rose live and are married. Um, because I was incredibly sad that summer about the ending of that series. I was like, oh, I've got to make it right. Um, which, to be fair, to my credit, the entire Marvel film franchise kind of did their own version of that at the end of Endgame. But anyway, um, the family that I'd made that day was based on Greek mythology. So I had Zeus and Hera were the parents. They had a daughter, Athena, who was a young adult. This is superb that it's based on Greek mythology, and I know where this is going. (laughs) No, it's not. It's not going where you think it's going. And Zeus's two brothers also lived in the same household. Poseidon and Hades? Yeah, so Poseidon and Hades, yeah. I think they might have had a little kid as well who was like, I don't know, Apollo or or some bump. Um, I started playing it. I did, so I did a cheat code because in Sims 2, one of the best cheat codes that you could do was called Motherload. Um, There was also Rosebud both of which gave you massive cash dollar. Yes, and are both actually very famous cheat codes in the culture of video games. Yes, exactly, because they were they were fantastic. I remember the day that I got told about it by a friend and I'd like written it down on a slip of paper and I felt like an absolute criminal typing it in, even though it's a cheat code that was made by the developers, so and, presumably and it was for me to find. It also has to be said, cheat codes are largely put into games for testers to go i can't be bothered to make all the money we just need to test a feature which is pretty much precisely what i was after exactly I that yeah be bothered. um but yeah so unfortunately this also unlocks a lot of fluidity of interaction between your sims regardless of the relationships already in place sims is already a, a game that plays fast and loose as we know you can have extramarital affairs and leave your partners yeah i convinced um, i convinced bella to leave her husband which, which i was delighted about can't say that current married me is in favor of uh, <laughs> as a teenager i did have a couple of sims who had romance as their aspiration uh, which is a terrible name to call it because romance is like it's it should just be called like dirtbag aspiration, where you could be um, a sim who wanted to be ten timing people, and I achieved that. Um, I had a teenage boy who I decided was going to be an absolute love rat, which was um, a rank in the romance aspiration that you could unlock. Brag. Um, and he was once making out with one of his girlfriends. Another girlfriend ran up to him, slapped him across the face, 
she went off in tears and he just presumed making out with the current girlfriend who I guess had no problem. Anyway. Well, she knew she'd won. So we already know that Sims is quite, uh, it's not the most moral of games. But I, f- but I feel like that's deliberate. But yes, but I did not expect, and they just started doing it of their own accord, Hades and Athena to start a relationship. That is... Uncle and niece, is that? Uncle and teenage niece. Yeah. And it upset me. <laughs> and it, that, I mean, he is Hades. And that know, may that. well have been the last time I ever played Sims 2. That's not very Athena-ish, to be fair. It's not, is it? It's not. Well, Lewis, it's not honours to say that it's the teenage girl's fault because she was being groomed by her uncle. Well, apparently, yes. But I'm not I'm saying Sorry, classic, this is classical Athena dark... is famously virginal. Um so, yeah, but the point I was more trying to make about this idea that The Sims is a bizarrely horny game. Mm. I think one of the things that I found playing The Sims was that I, my Sim got married very early in my play run. Yeah, quite and, hasty. Yeah, and it suddenly all dissolved. The idea of the flirtation elements, the romance elements, like, The Sims could be very easily romantic to each other. It was no longer an achievement for these Sims to be romantic to each other. So then I became focused on their careers. And I feel like almost this is a a telling element of how they perceive human nature. Mm. That once you're in a relationship, it certainly there's maintenance of the relationship and the romantic side of the relationship. Yeah. But the focus shifts more towards, okay, romance is now like a thing to be maintained rather than a thing to be achieved. Now it's the career that requires focus and achievement. And like once once I got Bella into the house and I built this second floor and I expanded the house, everything became about, well, I've got to make sure this couple stays together. Because when, when Bella moved in initially, she was horrified about how uh, dirty the place was. And I was there going, what do you mean it's dirty? I didn't know it was dirty. And it Mm -hmm. turns out you have to build a bin outside as well as inside in order to be able to empty the bin. Um, Which, again, is something the game doesn't really tell you. But it would tell you that because you'd see it if you just bought a house. Well, but I I didn't know that was an option because I just clicked through the menus and went build my house and do all these things. And I built the second floor and it required research about how do I even build a second floor that I've got a special room for just the stairs because I didn't plan to have stairs so I've got a special stair room yeah but I think <laughs> I think it's quite realistic though that they've put that in place that you care about your aspirations but you also care about your relationships with the other sims yes I think I- maybe sims too if anything put a little bit too much emphasis on the relationships with other sims but then it very much depends on the aspiration that you go after um, to the extent that those who are interested in power or knowledge... Sorry, not power. Money or knowledge. Same um, difference. No, power was something that you could unlock that was... a, It was popularity and money. Okay. So, yeah. So this is like a higher level version of those. Yeah, there yeah. were a few aspirations that you could unlock um, dependent on cheat codes or expansions, including grilled cheese, <laughs> where your sim only cares about things surrounding grilled cheese sandwiches i mean that's that's definitely a very amusing way to do it but i feel like the the achievement the sims 4 had for me that i struggled with in the sims 2 Mm. is that the sims 2 had a lot of superfluous low level bizarrely easy goals to achieve for each sim that i would roll over like a, a, a fruit machine things like 
would like to talk to their teenage daughter today. Yeah. Would like to eat some food today. Would like to play a game of chess today. It sounds quite passive aggressive, doesn't it? In a way. I'd love to eat some food today. <laughs> and I'm and I'm doing these things and I'm like, why? And then I look at the menu for why, and it's so I can get a new rug. And I'm like, I don't care about a new rug. That's what? not that's not why I'm trying to play the game. Whereas The Sims 4 succeeded in helping me get away from that. And it went, look, here's a big goal. Here's your big goal. Get three friends and meet ten people. I and I'm like, you. that is something that will take me some... I don't think I've actually fully achieved that goal. Because I've been Have too... you not? No, because I've been too busy focusing on their career. They've got stand-up routines to work on. They've got to get that stuff down because well, they've got to be earning money. I built a new floor on the house. That's expensive. Yeah, Most but... of the walls are windows. I want them to live good. I put blinds all over it. It's made making all of the walls windows completely pointless. Yeah. But they need blinds because it is also their bedroom. Yes. This is the thing about The Sims that does work. Yeah, I like your level of investment now. I decided to build a second floor independently without using the preset rooms. I designed a room I liked. I added more to it. I realised how much it cost me. I need to earn the money back. Mm -hmm. I'm now trying to develop their careers because of the amount I have spent on their lovely house, which, by the way, it's insane. It cost them less than 50,000 whatever sim currency is. Was I wish you could get... Sorry, go on. I wish you could get a house for less than whatever £50,000 is, but that's apparently not an achievable thing in our world anymore. I figured out how to paint the walls. That took me ages to figure out how to paint the walls, but I did it, and now the house actually looks like a house. I've given them access to their own garden. They don't use it, but they have one. That's good. Like, I got into it. I got into this idea of building their domestic world and trying to make it work, and in order for the domestic world to work, I needed to invest in their careers. So I bought bookshelves i bought computers i bought places for them to practice and build it i was checking their stats on how to do these things and then i went i get it i get why i'm into it now i'm building up stats but all i'm doing is clicking on things mm -hmm. i'm looking after their needs by clicking on things in the apartment and making sure they're being filled i'm making sure i'm managing all of these energy bars that exist and developing their xp in certain areas mm -hmm. this is a cookie clitter this is a cookie clicker. What was that about Sims being Let's go yeah. back. Let's go back. Let's do a retake. This is a cookie clicker. This is Yeah, a... but a far more interactive and far more engaging cookie clicker than the literal cookie clicker but game. It's, but it's the same game. It's the same game. They have inter they've involved the like customizationable element of mm -hmm. like you can get different outfits, you can get different furniture, you can get all these different like aesthetic appearance things but you have to want that stuff or you won't you won't care yeah and i'm realizing that the thing about the sims is is that it's i go back to it's not really a video game it's a piece of software it's it a, is a video game though because you were having fun weren't you i don't dispute that but i the point i'm trying to make is you told me you went into The Sims to make the Doctor and Rose. You went into The Sims to make Greek mythological characters. Mm -hmm. That is a game where you are bringing your fun to it. And it's enabling you to do these things. It's providing the opportunity for you to enjoy these fantasies and enjoy these ideas and these creative impulses you have that you want to bring. Yeah, that's kind of why I said it 
if you have an element of enjoying storytelling, it is a really fun game. But that is the thing that I think is the crucial difference that means I struggled with The Sims because The Sims itself struggles to motivate entertainment from itself. It requires that you go in almost with an idea as to what you want to do with it. And like I'm in the instances of like the first proper family I've played in the game. Mm-hmm. And so I've I've decided to focus on I want them to have a nice house and I want them to develop their careers and so on. But I imagine that's most people's first instinct with their first family is like, let's get it right. Mm-hmm. But then you move on and then you go, okay, I'm going to try and make a game where the person is, you know, a love rat or I'm going to try and make a game where the person is like going to become the most intelligent person in the whole game. Yeah. And it becomes this game of, about you building stories off your own back. But The Sims itself is, and it kind of seems obvious when you know what it's called, a simulator for your ideas. What it's not is a game you complete. No, no. Though (laughs) you can complete a game for your family very, very quickly in that um, your Sims have been happy and healthy can I just ask, when you've been building your house, is there a smoke alarm? There is a smoke alarm. Good. There was a fire. They put the fire out before the fire brigade arrived and they dealt with it. Because the two major killers in The Sims 2 are fires and swimming pools. Um, <laughs> because when you are building stuff, The Sims 2 does not tell you that you need to put a smoke alarm or a fire alarm in place. Neither does The Sims 4, yeah. but thanks to that diagram menu I told you about with different rooms, I spotted an alarm on the wall, Which and I clicked clever. it, and I went, you need smoke alarms, so I put a smoke alarm in the kitchen. Which I'm glad that you did, because... I don't know. It, on the other hand, I also feel like you're missing out on the true Sims 2 experience, which includes the trauma of your sim making baked beans one day or equivalent something very very simple and then the kitchen suddenly filling with flames and every sim's reaction is to just hop up and down clutching their head and screaming as opposed to evacuating i mean i I had trying to put it out um to the extent that if it goes wrong the grim reaper turns up and takes your sims away unless you click and say plead for life and even then it's not a guarantee. I had the experience of they were making egg on toast and it caused a fire yeah. but they managed to extinguish themselves and the fire brigade came and everything was fine so it resulted it, it worked out okay. You can also get off with a fire fighter as a result of that. So I didn't want to there are silver linings to come from all of these things. I couldn't break up Samantha and Bella. No, like, no, no, Samantha had already I, convinced Bella to leave her partner if she was to cheat on her with a fireman I'd be devastated. Wow. Well. How you get them is how you lose them. (laughs) (laughs) But I I think... So this is the thing. That sounds like fun. But it also sounds like the developers having fun with the idea that this will happen. But it also sounds like a failure to communicate that these things will happen. The game has these mechanics. It's more like a hard life lesson. It has like... It has like, you need to build a fire alarm, you need to put a ladder in your swimming pool, you need to take out the trash, you can't just expect these things to happen. And then... It just doesn't tell you that these are the things that need to be done. And your sim, if left independently, will sit in their own squalor and burn to death. Yeah, they can. Yeah. They get really, really filthy as well. They start to get, like, 
spotty and they get stink lines and stuff. And I just if you I, don't let them shower. Yeah, and I feel like it, it. So this is the thing: is it comes back to I was worried this was game was going to be sea monkeys, but I also worried on the other hand it was going to be micromanager to the infinite degree. Yeah, and it's somewhere between the two because yeah, actually so it's a perfect game. The Sims, the Sims Four will let the Sims do what they want. If you don't give them a task, they'll go and read a book because they want to read a book. Or they'll go work out because they want to work out. Someone will come in, they'll have a chat with them. And you begin to realise that actually, largely, unless they need the toilet, apparently, and they need your permission to go like a four-year-old, um, you don't really need to control them. They will largely be make themselves content. They're pretty independent. And right? maybe they'll need an occasional intervention. And you'll need to help them out. Maybe tell the other one to make the other one feel better because they're feeling sad about their divorce. Or tell them to go to work. Or tell them to go to work. But actually, they're generally happy to look after themselves. Mm -hmm. And then I went, am I just getting in the way of my sims? Am I telling them to do things that actually, really, if I just left them to their own devices, they'd figure out on their own? And I don't really need to be in control of them anymore. Quite bittersweet, really. Did you have your Toy Story 3 moment with them? Where you think, I'm, I've outgrown these sims, or have they outgrown me? But I kind of got the feeling that that's sort of where the game tries to help you. I feel like that's the game being... Oh, casual players play The Sims, so we should try and make sure it's not too hard, because if a casual player picks up The Sims 4... And it will be... The you know, Sims 4 comes out in 2014... It's very. It's post the Wii. There's been a few Sims games on the Wii by this stage. Yeah, and can I just add, I would never endorse any Sims game that is on a console that isn't the PC. Which is interesting because there have been a lot of Sims games that are not there on the have, PC. There have, but my experience of, I've played Xbox Sims 2 and you can't do half of the things. Did you know there's Sims 2 on the Wii? It sounds awful. Sims 2 Pets is on the Wii. It's not well reviewed. No. Sims 3 is on the Wii, it's not well reviewed. Yeah. Um, there is a Sims game that was made exclusively for the Wii. Oh yeah. Called My Sims. Which was not very well received when it came out. Mm. But from what I can tell, it's an entirely unique game that has the Sims name put on it. Oh, like Legally Blondes. As far as I can tell, My Sims is basically Animal Crossing, but with the Sims franchise slapped on it. Oh, that's weird. Um... And that's largely what that game is. But this this Sims game, it it feels like it's serving two masters. And I feel like maybe The Sims 2 didn't so much. I feel like The Sims 2 was like, now nah, we're kind of actually a difficult, hardcore, tricky game. You've got to learn us. Yeah, it was a cool game for cool people. And I feel like The Sims 4 is kind of trying to, try, trying to hit that compromise of like, casual games play The Sims, but it's also a long-term hardcore PC franchise. So the hardcore PC people can do this, but the casual people will be held by this. And so it feels like it's trying to trying to serve both audiences. And as a, someone coming into the Sims franchise who's never played a previous one, I actually kind of appreciated that. Well, that's good. I'm glad that they were able to keep that accessible for you. But mm. I feel like having played The Sims 4... And the bit I played of The Sims 2, but I feel like it's more relevant to The Sims 4 because I got further with it. I don't really know why I would ever turn it on again. I find that really, really sad. You just lose your motivation and interest in the characters. But then, Lewis, you're not somebody who would ever watch a soap. 
Well, I feel like in a way I've interacted with soap operas via like comic books. But in comic books, I feel like the cliffhangers are like this person's coming back or this terrifying world changing events going to happen. I feel like if I was to turn on The Sims, I'd make egg and toast. I'd run on a running machine. I'd go to work. Maybe I'd buy a chair. And that to me is just not enough reason to turn on a video game. I agree, but that's also not how you would live your life either. You have to interact with the aspirations and the wishes of your sims. Or else, yeah, you, there is no point in logging in. Well, but I do... I I have to put my hands up and say that I did stop playing Sims 2, in part because of the uncle-niece thing. Gross. Um, but also because... I So I got criticised by every member of my family, basically, um, for spending too long on the computer playing Sims 2 at some point over the summer holidays. Uh, Like, every member of my family would be like, are you still playing The Sims 2? Which I think is very easy to do because you can interact with those aspirations. However, when I started playing it, this week, Sims 4, to get acquainted with that and any differences. I was quite enjoying it. I was definitely a lot more invested in the work life of my Sim, Mona. Mm. Um, and I was less invested in her potential love life whenever... Oh, she had a rotten time, Lewis. Tried to hit on a couple of people and it didn't go successfully. One of them because he was married. But, get this, he texted me like the next day being like, can I come hang out? And I was like, no. Anyway. I think I think I, you should have hung out with him. No. I think love isn't first bite. No, you know? I was, no, because I'm friends with his wife. Oh. Yeah, I'm friends. Tricky. Well, I, I deliberately sought her out and decided to become her friend because I was like. You've got to be friends with the partner as well. I was like, I can't let it get back to her that. I've just flirted with her husband. But the Sims won't care. Well, yeah, but I was caring about it and I was trying to make sensible choices for her a lot more than when you're a teenager, you you feel that impulse and you want to make reckless choices with your Sims because you're like, who cares? Um, But I I had less of that impulse this time round and I did find myself after an hour, I was really enjoying it and I was getting her in a good position and then I thought, hang on. Lewis is in the next room. I haven't hung out with him all evening. I've not hung out with any of my friends. I've not contacted my family this evening. I've not read a book. I've not done my nails. I've wasted too much of my own life on somebody else's life. (laughs) This is the point I was kind of trying to make, which is... What, out of the hours and hours you played at The Sims 2 as a teenager... Yeah... What happened that was so good? Like, I love video games for largely things like the story or because I'll find a level that's mm. like an amazing piece of interaction that I think's wonderful. Mm. Like, I can go from Bioshock and loving the world building in that to something like Super Mario Galaxy where I'm not necessarily invested in the world, but the, like, mechanics of the game are incredibly satisfying and there's, like, these platforming elements and puzzles to solve that like make me feel engaged and wonderful. The thing about The Sims is I found myself clicking on coffee makers, saying, make a coffee, drink the coffee, go to the toilet, 
go to work. Well, this is my worry, Lou, is that you and I are both adults who have an adult schedule and a routine to our everyday lives. I'm not sure if we're the target audience for The Sims any longer, to the extent of the best enjoyment. I think, like with most things, you you feel The Sims more intensely as a teenager because you don't live independently. You can't just go out and make out with people. You can't just go out and get yourself a full-time job. You can't just become a professor and, like, the most like intelligent or richest person there is i think to feel that escapism you need to be in that level of not not like arrested but you need to be someone who's willing to put a few more hours in because the alternative is i'm home for the summer holidays and i've already read my book today but i grew up without the sims Mm-hmm. And instead, with most other video games. Yeah. And I can't say that The Sims would have ever stopped me playing any other video game I ever played at the same time that it existed. Okay. Like, I just feel like you're talking to me in about a, a, a normalised escapism mm-hmm. that never appealed to me. Okay. Well, fair enough. Like, the same week that I've been playing The Sims 4, I also played Pikmin 3. On the Switch. Yeah, which is unfair, Your Honour, that he was spreading his time. I was completely glued to Pikmin 3. So much so that I finished Pikmin 3 in the week that I got it. In the first couple days I got it, I finished Mm -hmm. Pikmin 3. And even though that game has some pretty complicated mechanics that I imagine if I was to sit you down and try and get you to play, you would struggle to pick up on the first playthrough because it it requires a certain level of tutorialisation. It's hard, yeah. But. This Pikmin 3 does explain how you play it and does introduce you to mechanics over a period of time if you play through the main story. It's a game that's like, you don't know how to play me, so I'm going to teach you. Whereas The Sims is a game that goes, you don't know how to play me. If you open the escape menu and click help, it opens a website that has all of the manual on there and like heaven help you if you try to read all of that manual before you start playing the sims it's a game that fully does not appreciate that you're new to this game yeah at that's all. what they think about you asking for help here's a whole website Buddy. read the whole website and so this is this is ultimately where i'm coming down to where i'm coming down to the question of is the sims 4 slash the sims 2 but we're going to call it the sims 4 because i don't feel like a game the sims 2 enough of a fair shake but it's probably it's probably if i'm being honest the whole sims franchise except for maybe my sims which seems to be distinct enough that it would require its own assessment okay is it the best video game i've never played yeah bearing in mind that you have played pikmin before that's a really unfair comparison to draw it is but i feel like the conclusion is it's just not going to work for me okay but i totally understand why this is a huge franchise and you got a lot of enjoyment out of making that second story i totally understand 
why one gets sucked into The Sims and why one really enjoys it. Yeah. And why you could absolutely, if you had, if you got invested in your Sims life or if you went in with an objective as to, I want to build a household that is like this, you, you get basically f- complete fulfillment of that fantasy and that idea of what you want. What I don't think it is, is a video game that I look forward to sitting down and really cracking on with. I feel like it's the kind of game that you have to bring an investment to. And that's why I keep going back to saying, I kind of feel like The Sims is more of a piece of software than a video game. Mm. I kind of feel like it's a canvas onto which one paints an idea. I don't feel like it's a game that I could sit down and really invest my time into trying to get the most out of or see every feature of. I think if you have seen every single feature in any Sims game, please stop playing it. Please. There's there's nothing for you left in the game that's worth investigating it. But Lewis, when I, what know, about all the BB Rexa songs that you can listen to in Simlish? I mean, I hate to say that BB Rexa is almost certainly a reference to K.K. Slider from Animal Crossing. Um, no, she, Lewis... That's a real artist. No, definitely a fictional reference to a cartoon I dog find that exists. That's so sweet. You came in and asked as well, and I was like, no, that's a real person. But it's just. It, was, was, was the wording precisely, what is a BB Rexer? What is a BB Rexer? Um, it, it, it just it feels to me like a game that's not about. It's not about finishing it, it's not about completing it, it's just about using it. It's a tool or a toy or a piece of software. It's a toy. It's a game, one would say. No, because games end. Okay. That's crucially an element of all games. They end and there's a winner and a loser. And the thing about The Sims is it never ends. It never ends. Your Sims might die, but the game doesn't go game over goodbye. It's like plead plead with death. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, not after they've died. Pick a new one. Yeah. Then your sim now care about their goals, mm. and it's kind of like, and it's amazing we've not brought it up earlier. Roller coaster tycoon, or theme park, or even Sim City, have objectives. They're like get this many guests into That's the park. That's true, but they've never gripped me in the same way because they end. I think it's a bit no, it's a bit too business like as opposed to this is about the human relationships. I mean, the thing about Rollercoaster Tycoon and SimCity and stuff is that, crucially, you're not actually in that much... You're not in direct control. You can't tell guests what to do. Yeah. You build things, and you hope they like them. And that's a game. That's an element to which you're like, I hope they're like... I, the thing I found with The Sims, and I was bitterly disappointed when I found this out. Okay. They don't really care if your room's, like, nice... If you put a painting well, up in a room... Unless they're someone who has said that they're interested in that kind of thing. In my experience, I built any room I wanted and they didn't care. They didn't even comment on it. They weren't even happy. I gave them a second floor. They didn't care. Well, they I'm liked sorry it if, that you have ungrateful sims. They liked it if I put a painting up. Yeah. So I did that. They like it as well. Have you got the mirrors? Yeah, I put mirrors up. They like up. psyching themselves up in the mirror. Yeah, I found out that you can brush your teeth at the club. There's a way to stave off the hygiene depreciating. That was quite fun. Well, Lewis, if you're about to get married at the club... Then this was after I sent one of them off to the club by themselves because the other one was at work. So I wanted them to go and interact with people and get some friends. At the club? It was at the lounge. Yeah, but in the day. 
No, because my other oh, son was a comedian. He's a comedian, so working nights. So the other one went out to make friends at the bar, and yeah. then they came over, and then my other son made friends with them, and then. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, um, and I made sure they gushed about their partner, to make that clear. Um. So this is the thing: is that I feel like I. So you agree? It's a great game. It's really good at what it wants to be. It's, it's superb at what it wants to be. And mm. it's unrivaled. I can't think of another game like it. I'm sure equivalents exist out there if you go to the indie game scene, but there's I've never played a video game like The Sims. I feel like I've I've gotten my pull quote out of you right here and right yeah. now, Lewis. I, I don't want to I don't want anyone to listen to this and think, oh he hates The Sims. I don't. I really admire The Sims. I just don't ever want to play it again. Okay. Fair enough. And that's that's sort of what I feel about it. And like it's and it's not it's not hard for me to say that because this is the reason I never played The Sims. Yeah, and I'm glad that you've gone in. I kind to be honest, this is a win because I thought you were going to hate The Sims. But I everyone I've mentioned to when you've said I'm doing a podcast and talking about what games would you take on and they asked me and I go, oh, "I'd take The Sims too." And everyone I've mentioned that to has gone as if he hasn't played The Sims too. Because But it, it makes sense I've not played The Sims 2. Of course I've not played The Sims 2. Why would I care about The Sims 2? I don't know. You're human. No, um, I do get it. It's, it's very much a game that you're either drawn to or you're not. It's but I'm kind glad of... that you gave it a go and that you got genuine enjoyment out of it. Yeah, I think I can definitely say I enjoy my time with The Sims. I just don't Good. I just don't think I'll turn it on again. Hey, fair enough. I mean, I might ask if I can borrow your computer occasionally because <laughs> I quite enjoyed it. I think as well, definitely a takeaway I got from The Sims as a game was that mm. I, I I severely underestimated how much of an investment it requires from the player. I always had it down in my head as a very casual video game series that was very accessible and very much for people who didn't play video games. And having now played it, if you're listening to this and the only video game you've played is The Sims or The Sims 2 or any of these Sims games... Then you're a gamer, baby. Yeah, don't underestimate yourself. You have played a more difficult and intricate video game than most video games. Most video games rarely get beyond four button controls. Mm -hmm. The Sims is a game with multiple micro-menus... Like, even the coffee machine needs emptying and repairing. Yeah. That's how detailed and bizarrely detailed this game gets. So, unfortunately, it's not the best video game I've never played. But I kind of want to turn it around and say, if the only game you've played is The Sims, please don't stop at The Sims. There's other stuff out there, and you're so much more equipped to play it than you realise, because The Sims is so much harder than you think it is. Ah, so what you're saying is that if you've played The Sims, you are a genius. Yeah, try Dark Souls next, see how you get on. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Louise. Thank you, I'm off to pee like a champion. There we go, that was The Sims 2 slash The Sims 4, uh, as recorded with Louise Jones, my wife. Uh, not the best video game I've never played, but a, a, an amazing insight into a, a game franchise that I had always written off as something for casual gamers, for something that wasn't for me. And by the end of it, I, I thought it was, a, it was fascinating, it was interesting. I can't say it's necessarily won me round into wanting to play The Sims more often, 
but I do have a lot more respect for The Sims uh, and sort of those sort of game life franchises. Uh, and there are definitely some other games in this series that I can tell were inspired by The Sims that sort of built off the foundation of The Sims. It's almost like doing your homework. It's almost like reading a piece of classic literature and going, oh, that's where these ideas came from. Right, I get it now. Huge thanks to Louise for coming on the show. I mean, she she literally lives where I live, so she, she was always available to do it. I just uh, just for some reason held off because the game she wanted to bring on, I, I had decided I really didn't want to play, and I, I regret that now. It was actually a lot of fun to do the show. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please do like and subscribe. I don't know if you can like a podcast. I don't. It's not like YouTube, is it? We do upload it to YouTube, though. It's it's more of a backup, if I'm being honest with you. But uh, you can leave a review on iTunes. Uh, you can share it with your friends. You can go, hey, do you like video games and games that other people haven't played? Why not check this one out? Uh, it's very fun to make and record this show, but I also really appreciate it when people actually listen to it, as it does sort of otherwise feel like I'm throwing a podcasts in a bottle out to the open sea and hoping that somebody one day opens them up and puts them to their ear to listen to me talking about the sims you can follow us on twitter at game never played and you can follow my personal account on twitter at Dunace. also right now i am currently going on tour in fact i'm going on tour with louise we are doing an improvised doctor who show called any suggestions doctor uh, it's a great show. You come along, you suggest where you want to go in space and time, the episode title, and every single time we pick someone new out of the cast to play the Doctor. Uh, other guests that have been on the show, including uh, Charles Dean and James Gamblin, are also in the troupe. I'm hoping to get more members of the troupe on this podcast as well. Uh, but you can check out the tour dates by going to anysuggestionsimprov.co.uk. Uh, the tour is mostly in it, it's exclusively in England actually, uh, primarily in the south of England. Uh, but do go have a look at those tour dates, see if there's a date coming up near you if you fancy the idea of going anywhere in space and time. I know I am really looking forward to going anywhere in space and time because I have been trapped in the same flat for over a year. Thanks very much for listening. Stay safe. <laughs>